Hey everyone, welcome back to Embracing Your Virtue. I'm your host, Samantha Jasmine. Today we're going to talk about maintaining your identity as a wife and a mom. And here to join me today is a very good friend of mine, Otelia Ford. Otelia, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me back again. The first time I came on, I was kind of nervous. I'm in a little chill now, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yes, for those of you who um, who have not had a chance to listen, Otelia was part of a, a four-person panel that we did on embracing special education, where we as moms with kids who um, have IEPs and special needs talked about our journeys through motherhood in the midst of parenting um, parenting our kids. So please go back to some of my early recordings, check mm-hmm. out those videos, extremely, extremely powerful stuff um, from these wonderful moms. And I'm so happy to have you back. So Otilia, you know that you and I, we met walking our kids to school, right? Yes. And like yes. immediately just start hitting it off and mm-hmm. having these like deep conversations on a street corner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Standing in front of our house chatting. Um, and so I wanted to bring some of that conversation, one of those conversations that we have to the podcast. And that's about identity because you and I have very similar backgrounds. Um you know, in terms of like working to stay at home moms and and et cetera. So I wanted to get into that. Um, So can you just for our listeners who may be meeting you for the first time, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Like, you know, wife, you know, wife, mother, kids and current profession, stuff like that. Well, I'd like to um, start by saying that for years I've been referred to as Gabby's mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And that's part of how you, um, when you become a mom, you, you identify yourself mm-hmm. by your kid's name and everyone seemed to know you only by your kid's name. And so that's part of the identity struggle. But I will say that um, I became a mother later on in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I chose that because I wanted to make sure that you know, I come from Guyana and I came to America when I was about eight, seven or eight years old and immediately we moved to Brooklyn, New York. And everything is make sure you get your education, mm-hmm. make sure you um, start working, hard work pays off. So those are the things and sort of the values that I was um, was impressed upon me. So right. I was like, okay, get into school right away, get into college, get your career going. And then you can think about all those other things later on in life. So that was sort of my background in the path that I was on um, working at, you know, got my degree in finance, started working at the different financial um, firms, Merrill Lynch, AIG, Goldman Sachs, all those different places. And then I met the love of my life and and that all sort of changed. And all of a sudden I was like, went from wanting to be the working girl and doing all these things and climbing the corporate ladder and then to wanting to just become mom. Mm. And my daughter was born. I was trying to toggle the two being um, mom and uh, having my career and at, one point I just was sitting there and I was like, I don't think I can do both of them. 
Mm. I think I only could do one. Yeah, yeah. And um, I decided that it was better, um, not only personally for me to be with my daughter on a full-time basis, but also um, financially, it was just easier for us somehow in the sense that, you know, daycare and all that stuff that you have to pay for, you then realize like you're working to just do that. Right. Yeah. You're like, wait a second, you know, yeah. let me just take that time and maybe spend with my, my kid and see how it goes. And so I decided to become a stay at home mom. And then I became Gabby's mom. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> That's sort of how I came to it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. And and very similarly, you know, I when I think about myself, like, you know, African American, right? Mm-hmm. My family's from Brooklyn as well. Shout out to mm-hmm. Brooklyn. Shout out to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you know, living in Queens, and it was the same thing. That was one of the things my mom always told me. She's like, get your education. Education gives you options. Mm-hmm. You want to have options in your life. You don't want to feel like you're ever pigeonholed into anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my thing. And then you grow up watching shows like The Cosby Show and mm-hmm. the World, and you just like, this is the life I need to live, right? I need right. To, I need to be Claire Huxtable. I need to find my, my Heathcliff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we need to live this dream out, right? Exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, and it was going to be all good. Right. And then, you know, very unexpectedly, as I got into kid number two, decided to be a statement home mom as well. And I don't really think I thought about what the transition would look like. Right. Right. Um, because I, I knew when I was working, there were certain things that were happening for me. Like I was just never comfortable with my son at the daycare and it was a great daycare, but I was always just wondering like what's happening. Right. hundred percent. And then, you know, when I saw certain things happening, like I I noticed his speech delay, I noticed all these other things. I was like, it's because he's in the daycare. Um, And then I was like, so if I'm home, everything is going to be this is going to be that, you know, and I don't really think I thought about what it would be like any kind of like changes to me in the project. Mm -hmm. You know, I just thought the situation would change. And that was that was it. Um, yeah, so, 100%. Yeah. So, I, I think I, I think that transition is the, the thing that many people think, oh, I'll just be, you know, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. And it's like, okay, we don't exactly know what that will entail and the right. impact to your identity or sort of um, self-worth or, or self-esteem and all those things start to play a factor after a right. while. And I think there's this perception that, oh, you're a stay-at-home mom, you get to be home and you get to, you know, hang out with your kids all day and, and yeah. live this this fantastic life. And it's mm-hmm. like, hang on now. Yeah. That's not necessarily the case. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I think even just to back up a little bit, even as I like became a wife, I noticed there was kind of like a shift, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think motherhood became was like, it was, everything was kind of like, progressing right like becoming a mom I mean becoming Mm -hmm. a wife right it was no longer like oh I just do my own thing I go where I want to go I you know like oh now I gotta tell somebody what I'm doing you know (laughs) but now we have to like collaborate we have to work together you know there was like a change there and then motherhood is like oh okay you know that's a big change and then Mm -hmm. stay at home motherhood is like next level you know so even looking as like your experience is just going from like Otelia 
single career woman to Otelia, career woman now with a husband, did you notice any kind of like shifts in just your value system or even your identity that was there or was it more for you just when Gabby came along? Um, no, the, I think for you to, to not see a shift um, in yourself between um, being single and then being married, um, you have to. Mm-hmm. It calls for you to shift, right? right? Yeah. Because there is a to becoming one. Yeah. And, and like you said, I got up, went to work, got there for like the first person in like at eight o'clock, mm-hmm. left late at 6.30, grabbed something from a restaurant and went home and ate, watched my favorite show and then fell asleep. Right. And on the weekends, you hung out with your friends and mm-hmm. you went on vacation whenever you wanted to and you spent your money however you wanted to. Mm-hmm. But when you now are partnered um, with some with someone and, and you get married, there is a different um, way that you have to proceed with your, even your everyday life, even yeah. everyday routine um, mm-hmm. then changes. You're not going to be getting into the office maybe bright and early as you wanted to. And you're not going to be staying late because you come home and you want to have dinner. You might cook dinner or he might cook right. dinner. In my case, my husband cooks dinner. <laughs> but it's like... he's a great cook um but you you know and you want to have time that you spend Mm -hmm. with that individual and you guys got to talk about budgeting and finance and Mm -hmm. you talk about and when it comes to vacation it's not just you and your girls going on vacation anymore and you guys Mm -hmm. have to go like where do we want to go is it something we're going to go visit your family my family um Holidays become different, oh, right? Lord, the holidays, like, yes. Right. So <laughs> everything then then sort of shifts. But when you you then become a parent, it's a seismic shift. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think just in in the mom's identity, I think it's the father, because we have this ability to bond with our kid and it's us and them. And then it's like, okay, buddy, where do I fit in and all this? What do you mm-hmm. need me to do? So they do go through a shifting as well. Um, but it, it was like a huge shift. And before respect, when I was single, oh, you got to respect me, you know, and hard work was my value system, like right. hard work, diligence, and, and you know, being looked at with respect. Mm-hmm. But when you become, when I became a wife, that changed because honesty, consistency Mm, mm -hmm. became something that was added to, yes, I want to respect hard work. Yes. But that consistency was important. Mm. You say that you're going to do something and you consistently rise to the occasion. Right. Right. Um, And when you became, when I became a mom, it's so funny that faith was the grounding value, like faith became mm. so important to me. And um, responsibility, you showing up, you being responsible, you taking care of your part and um, honesty, you know? Right. And I think sometimes um, you have to go, hey, um, we're like passing ships in the night. Yeah, yeah. We're not, you're not, you know, we're not connecting. Um, or just being honest to say, I don't, I don't feel, you know, as secure in my body now that I've had a mm. kid. And maybe that's why I'm not as 
um, affectionate or things like that. So mm. honesty and, 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 and faith and consistency and responsibility, those things became more of um, a value that was more valuable to me once right. I became married and then have a kid. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. I can totally relate to that. I think it's interesting, like, just how you operate, right? The dynamics and friendships and, and just how you spend your time and different things like that begin to change. It's like, okay, I need to approach my friendships with more consideration. I need to approach right. how I do things with more consideration and just that mindset of like, I'm no longer one, I need to be two, you know, right. Um, right. in those particular areas. And then I think I went like full throttle, right? Cause then I was like, all right, we're one, let's do this. And I right. started to like, expect us to always be together. Oh, always be together. Yeah. yeah. So that was me. <laughs> and you know, my husband will tell you about the journey of like, oh my goodness. Like I wish she would go call a friend. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And I phone a friend. Yes. For yeah. You. yeah. Cause I was just like, we know, like we're one. So it's us, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just dove too far in. Right. And I think, right. you know, I, I think that's when I started to just, that was kind of the beginning of me kind of losing me a little bit. Right. 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 And then not to mention, like, I've always been a, a like quiet, like, I mean, people who know me know that I'm chatty. Mm-hmm right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm an introvert, right? I'm not the person that everybody knows. And I'm happy about that. Right. Like, right. I, I, I'm fine in the cut, you know? And then my husband is like, he's just noticeable in every way. He's six, mm-hmm. five, you know, six with five black men. He, um, yeah. he's very extroverted, very friendly. Um, you know, he's like a worship leader and a piano player in the church. So mm-hmm. like very visible so Right. Even people that he doesn't know feel like they know him. You know, and so there was a season of like, I I was like Leon's wife, right? Right. Like everybody knew him, but very right. few people knew me. And a lot of times, you know, I would I would say eighty percent of the time I was okay with that, right? And I would right. almost use him as a buffer because I'm so introverted. I'm like, good, you talk to them. I'm gonna be over here. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or pull me in, pull me in, and I'll jump in like double dutch when it's time. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm cool with you being the one that's talking, and I could just be chilling, right? Um. So like, I was comfortable with that. But then it was this twenty percent right. of the time that I did feel like I still don't want to just be Leon's wife in, right. in a lot of our circles, but right. I still had work at the time, which still gave me an opportunity to be Sam mm-hmm. apart from him, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like to have that separate identity, you know, and then right. shifting to stay at home mom where work was taken away. Then I'm like, I'm Leon's wife or I'm Nathan's mom, there you, go. you know, and then I'm, I'm Nathan and Olivia's mom. Oh, I'm Nathan right. and, Olivia and Tori's mom, you know, like, yeah and, yeah. and like, that was it. You know, when I first got married, I was around 25. And when I think back, I didn't really know who I was then. Like I, I was still figuring out what values were important to me, what my passions and dreams were, um, you know, and, and, who I wanted to be as a person. And then in the midst of that, I'm married and now trying to figure out what does it mean to be a wife and how do we coexist together? And I think that to some degree, I put that above myself. And I think marriage is extremely important. God designed, God ordained, um, and that you are becoming one with someone. But in the midst of that, 
um, I do think that it's important that you know yourself, right? You know what your values are. You know what's important to you. You know, you know, you have a vision for your for where you think things are 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 going to go or should be. And a lot of that was still unclear for me. So as I um, as I got married to my wonderful husband, who um, always seemed to just kind of know where he was going and what he wanted, you know, I just kind of got caught up in him and uh, to to the point where I just whatever little bit of myself that I had um, was just slowly falling away. And then you add kids to the equation and it was as if I had disappeared completely. And I think um, when you work and you've achieved a certain level of success too, where people um, look at you and come to you for problem solving or advice or whatever, and, and you have a certain um, level of um, like maybe a manager or something yeah. like that at your job, when you now step out of that role um, and you're not defined by right. by those titles anymore. Now you're such and such a person's mom. It's like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you know. I use there's this there's this almost um, little secret desire to oh my god, I love to put on my suit again and do my thing or whatever. Just just to feel like you're bringing something to the table other mm-hmm. than, um, but you know. I love being at home with my daughter at the same time. And it was great, especially for her. But for my end, I felt like I that initial impact was like, I felt like I lost a part of myself. Right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So I, t- I totally get it, especially with you, Sam, having three. <laughs> I, oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. No, no I'm, I love them. I'm grateful for them. But, you know, it's it's work, man. But I think you touched on something. And I think you and I both have shared this value of like success and achievement mm-hmm. and how important that was to us. Mm-hmm. Right. Like how did being a stay at home mom like change what success and achievement look like for you? Well, I think it was, um, you know, I was I went to school. I was able to step into my career that I loved and wanted to do and to have your family be so proud of you and talk about it. And friends and family sort of be like, wow, it's amazing. You're you're doing all these things in your career and, and you're able to feel like every day when you walk through the door, especially like in my field where it felt like it's an all boys club, mm-hmm. you know, in finance and in these boardrooms, you walk in and you're like, one of a the only females or one of the only black people in the room Mm -hmm. and you're like oh yeah I'm hitting it out of the park and you feel like you are carrying sort of a weight on your shoulder to be the best because Mm -hmm. you're representing your people you're representing your family you're representing your gender Mm -hmm. that we can come into these arenas and we could be just as effective and efficient as our counterparts, right? Right. And so I was, I pride myself on that, Mm -hmm. right? And so when I stepped away and I became a mom, although that, I became a mom, I became a stay-at-home mom, although that was something I wanted to do, I wasn't prepared for the impact to my Mm self-esteem, 
because then when that's stripped away and you sort of been riding that as your value of, of, of how you hold yourself, right? Um, you are now a stay-at-home mom. You're like, wait, so what do I bring to the table again? Right. Yeah. You know, like, okay, yeah. so where do I help again? And how am I making a difference? And, and that sort of made me feel insecure within my relationship mm. because he's going out and he's doing the breadwinning and he's contributing financially and everything and taking care of everything. And I'm like, oh, what did I do today? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it's like, like, oh, why you know I mean? some wheels on the bus? You yeah, know? you know what I mean? And ABCs and stuff like that. But I think when I started really, and this is, this is where faith grounded me and I really started to and pray and sort of meditate and ask, what is the reason that I'm feeling this insecure? Why am I not feeling my value? And then, you know, you begin to realize this ego. Mm. A lot of it is. Yeah, yeah. You've you thought this of yourself and you esteem you esteemed yourself as how society sees you. Right. right? And you're not looking at the the sort of the more vulnerable or deeper side of yourself to be like, wait a second, who am I? Yeah. Who am I in this relationship? Who am I in myself? Am I being true to me? Am I being authentic to myself? And then you start peeling back the layers and you're like, wait a second. My value now is the fact that I'm here with my kid 24 seven and I'm bonding. And it doesn't matter if I was seeing wheels on the bus three, four times, she loves it. And mm -hmm. she's cheering me on. And it's, I see the difference as making in her as she grows. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that is valuable. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not only that, I found different ways to sort of take what I did at work or, mm -hmm. and, and start doing it with like being class parent and, mm -hmm. you know, expanding those voluntary, uh, opportunities, exploring voluntary opportunities. So those are the things that helped me sort of reassess how I saw myself yeah. and got over those insecurities that were creeping up. Because at the end of the day, it is ego because we look at stay-at-home moms and you'd be like, oh, you're, you're a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. Like it's such an easy right. job. Like, oh, it's just, oh, you're, yeah. you know, and it's like, do you know what it's like to stay with a kid 24 seven, no breaks? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, absolutely. It, it, let me tell uh, <laughs> I went up to, to the school one time. There was like, I don't know, it was one of those parades they were doing at the school and it was like mm -hmm. midday. So I went up to the school and I was one of the few parents that were there because most parents were working and yeah, you know, a typical parade is not a reason to take off work. I don't judge y'all. You know, um, no, no, no. And one of my sure. son's friends was like, Oh, why are you here? Like, and I was like, Well, because I can be. You know, he's like, mm -hmm. you don't work? I was like, no. And he's like, so you stay home all day and watch TV? And I, I was, you know, yep. for a minute, I was ready to want to yoke that kid. Yeah. So, <laughs> little smart mouth kid. Childless. You no. Know? <laughs> Come get him. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, aren't you precious? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, you know, but that is a very common perception. Like, you know, and I was like, yo, this is not a, a Peg Bundy kind of house. You know, I yeah. was just sitting, chilling, eating bonbons all day. Like, that's not what goes on. You know, parenting. Exactly. You know, especially when your kids are not school age, like parenting is full time. It's full time. 
you know, and even, and even when they are like, there's, you know, taking care of just think about like all the things you couldn't do in your home, like just, right. you know, just managing a home is full time. Um, so I'm like, yo kid, I wish, but I think even that having that perception of like, oh, I thought I was going to stay home and like be able to redecorate and paint and do all these mm-hmm. fun things. And you're like, oh mm-hmm. no, I am changing diapers all day. I am managing tantrums all day. I am, you know, all these different washing, yes, washing and washing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. And the constant straighten up from the toy. Yes. Everything else. It's it's a it's a big difference. But I totally feel you on just like what that the concept of like what your identity was based on, right? Because we live in a culture where it's like first thing you do when you meet somebody new, oh, what's your name? What do you do? Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then usually people like, oh, and I'm like, oh, I'm a stay-at-home mom. They're like, oh, and there's not much follow-up after that. Right. You know, it's not right. like, oh, tell me about that. Or, right, you know, exactly. And it, there's the tendency to start to feel insecure. You know, even when we catch up with friends we haven't seen in a while, they're like, you know, they'll be like, oh, Leon, so how's work going, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, before I had my podcast and everything else, it was like, oh, okay. And that was like, it was never like, oh, Sam, how's mothering going? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and people just, it's just not a common thing because there's people don't know what to associate with that type of life. Right. And it, there, it did breed a certain amount of insecurity in me for a mm-hmm. season, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a season. But then I remember I met this one woman and it was like, random it was like a church flea market and I ran mm-hmm. to this woman and I think because it was like midday and I was there with my kids and she was just like oh you're a stay-at-home mom and she was like my mom was a stay-at-home mom and she just started telling me about like how grateful she was that her mom could stay at home and she just reminded me of how radical that that actually is particularly is. in the black community correct because mm-hmm. we have not for many of us we have not had the financial luxury to, to do that, to mm-hmm. do that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for for many years, many black women were nanny in other people's kids. You know, exactly. And that's, that's still the case. You know, yes. especially you know the towns next door to us. Yeah. You know, all of the all of the nannies are women of color, and these mm-hmm. are all women who have their own kids. You right. Know? But you know, systemic financial circumstances, you know, have kind right. of um, put us as a people in that position. Um, so she was like, you know, it's a big, like, she was like, it's a big deal. Like, don't downplay mm-hmm. it. And she was like, it is, um, she's like, it's a radical move for our culture to be able to full time to parent our own children and, yep. she's like, and don't take that for granted. And that yep. really stuck with me. And I, I was really encouraged by that. Yeah. And I think one of the things too, is that I appreciated with our little um, group that we found in our, mm-hmm. in our, little neighborhood is that there were so many other stay-at-home moms mm-hmm. that were of color yes or um that main that we just sort of you know was like oh okay you know and mm-hmm. it was like a girl I know how hard it is now I'm, I'm going home let me run home because I got to go do this and I got laundry and I got to do this and I was yeah. like oh okay well here we go you know yeah. but like you said for us specifically for women of color we haven't seen it so much that when it happens that I think other women of color who who aren't afforded that luxury look at us a little bit different and right. it's like oh you you stay home oh you know what I mean and yeah. there's there's this this uh like oh that's so nice or whatever and I and um 
but I'm like, it's not just like we stay at home, we do nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Like we we work just as hard or whatever. And I know that for some for some moms, you know, I always tell them, don't feel bad that you may not be able to. And girl, I would love to or whatever. And I'm like, I'm, listen, it ain't for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a conscious decision that we've made and it works for us, but any working mom, I don't judge you, don't feel, I know you have may have certain mom guilt or whatever, but listen, it's 24 seven yeah. nonstop and you don't get vacation time, you mm-hmm. don't get break time, right. you don't have no time because the perception is if you're a stay-at-home mom, you have all the time in the world right. where you need a break from. You're mm-hmm. home. And it's like, no, no. Sometimes I want to find a closet. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one good solid closet with a lock for like yes. five, 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> No, but even when you out there, all you hear is knock, 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 knock. Oh, my. <laughs> you know, I tell people, I'd be like, do you know what it's like to, to have, you be in the shower and swear your kid is calling you because you're like, I've yeah. not taken a shower where a kid is not outside my door. Like, just as you go in, you're like, you're good. You have something to eat. You're watching your favorite cartoon. What could you possibly want right now? Yeah, but exactly. it's, it's it's those those things that I don't think people, you know, sort of realize the level of commitment and of service and how much you give out of yourself emotionally to be with your kids 24 seven. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I wanted to share for our viewers who I think I think this is a question for whether you're a working mom or a stay at home mom. I think it's still easy to get caught up in like the task, whether it's get caught up in work, caught up in right. rearing children, caught up in your marriage and to still kind of feel like, okay, well, who, who am I as a person? Right. So I wanted to ask you, and I'm going to share for myself as well. Like, is there anything that you've done or that you're doing to kind of preserve your identity as Otelia in the midst of marriage and motherhood? Well, I'm one of the things that I will say that early on, a woman once said to me, she was like, Don't lose yourself when you get married. Mm. Do something for you, Mm. right? Every week, every other week, once a month, do something that's specifically just you. Even if it's going and buying your favorite chocolate bar and sitting in the parking lot and eating it. Mm. Just do something for you. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) Right now and then. Do something for you. So I started like... After I went through that, that sort of um, foggy, fogginess of like trying to figure out who I am now, like Mm -hmm. what is going to be my identity now, post-marriage, post-kid. And um, just, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get up every morning um, before my daughter gets up, like half hour and I'm going to meditate. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing that a lot. And then I extended it. I'm going to get up an hour and then I'm going to start like just exercising just for me in my house because I couldn't go to the gym and all that stuff or whatever. And that started helping a lot. But I was like, every year I'm going to do something sort of in a self-care sort of way consistently for me. So it might be something as simple as, and I know, you know, it may sound like really that, but 
just going and getting a pedicure or manicure every two weeks mm-hmm. is just for me. Nice. It's something I used to do before I had consistent, had my daughter before I got married, even after I got married. But it's something that I didn't do after I had a kid. Cause I was like, right. I have no time. Like who's going to watch her? No one's going to watch her. Like even when, you know, her dad's working all week or whatever, that's the time I would want to go and not on the weekend when everyone's there or whatever. So I started doing little things like, like that to yeah. sort of be like, okay, I'm going to go get my hair done or I'm going to get my nails done and I'm going to start doing that. But then I also, and then once I started, that sort of felt like I was getting back to myself in a, in a sort of physical way. Then I started going, okay, what can I do now that I've dreamed of doing or Mm. something that I wanted to always explore and do that I now have the time to be able to to do it? So during nap time, even though she stopped napping at two, but during nap time (laughs) or any downtime, I was like, okay, let me explore some things. I always like writing. What do I like writing? oh, I like writing children's books. Let me see what I can do with that. Mm-hmm. And I would start scribbling down and start writing stories aimed at entertaining my daughter. Mm-hmm. But then she enjoyed it so much. And she'd be like, what's the what's the next story? What's the next chapter, mommy? And I was like, oh, well, maybe I might be onto something here. And I started writing. So I started writing more. Um, and so that sort of was like, oh, this is my thing now, you know, this is what I liked. And I started exploring other things that I um, wanted to do. That was not just about the job that I used to do, like being a business analyst or whatever. It was outside of that. And I think sometimes you have to expand your view on what you're capable of doing. Mm -hmm. And I think having the ability to be with my daughter and watching how she grows and the things that appeal to her and the things that make her upset and just going through the motions of that and having a a child who needed speech therapy, occupational therapy, and that even um, putting me in a different group, Mm -hmm. right? And and meeting all these moms who's had kids who are autistic and their trials and their tribulations and stuff like that. And their stories, I'm like, wow, this is amazing right I don't think they have a voice like how could we start um shining more of a light on this community and these children and their needs and to sort of advocate for for them better and so starting to explore those things and bringing my business analyst and my data um you know analysis to it Mm-hmm. and merge into two, what can I do in that space? And there's certain then avenues and, and, and people started and resources started opening up. And I was like, this wasn't the way I had planned things to go, but wow, mm. you know, because I stopped letting society be the judge of my value. And I started taking that ownership back of, little by little of the things that I wanted to do because I wasn't I wasn't done with the dreams that I wanted to, you know, so, sort of pursue. Yeah. But I had to change it a little bit. Yeah. It, it went out a little bit, you know, off course or it, it just changed. Yeah. But I think it's better now because it I'm a better person now because I'm not as in I don't have those insecurities. Right. You right. know what I mean? I don't have that 
that sort of shallow value system that I, I, I had. Yeah. So now I think, man, the world ain't ready. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out now. Watch out. I hear you. I hear you. No, that's awesome. And I, I, I feel you about the value system because I think when I was, before I became a stay-at-home mom and I was working, when I look back on like why I was in the field that I was in, I think it was really because it had the opportunity to be financially lucrative. Yeah. No. Yeah. And even though the current place I was working at was not paying me enough, but whatever, that's a separate broadcast, but (laughs) there was the potential, right? Right. I was like, Oh, this field can lead to some money. Um, and you know, I was like, man, how being at home gave me that time to reflect. And I was like, Mm -hmm. how did I end up in that trap? Because I I had so many kind of other aspirations Mm -hmm. and I still settled for something that was just safe and comfortable. Um, and I think being home allowed me to explore like, okay, what would be next for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and redefining and reshaping those values. Right. Right. Um, and I think even though we, d- my husband and I do have financial goals that we want to meet and, you know, a, a nice corporate job would help us get there a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Realizing now I'm like, no, no, no. I, I still want to be able to drop my kid off every morning. Yes. You know I mean, like, I, I still want to be able to attend the occasional recital, you yes. know, and, and to show up for them on those things. Um, and working in a certain corporate fields did not, it wasn't easy. You know, it was so much stress or you had to pay for it because you had to make up that time. Even if you took personal or PTO time, you yes. still had to make it up because mm-hmm. that work was just waiting for you when you got back. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like, I don't want to do that. And then I also realized like, I don't want anybody else kind of defining what I can and cannot do anymore in terms right. of career and dictating that. Um, yeah. So I think being a stay-at-home mom is giving me that time to reassess what's important to me and to be able to say, okay, as I think about what I'm going to do for me, how can I make sure that my values are aligning with that? Um, right. Whereas before I just got out of school and was just like, I got to start working. I got to start working. You got student loans. Right. And, you know, and I was moving so fast. I didn't even think about it, you mm-hmm. know? So I'm grateful for that. Um, I think on a personal side, in terms of like some of the things that I've done to kind of reestablish a little sense of me, mm-hmm. um, very similarly, just doing things for myself. I'm like, I knew I needed to get into or start getting into a regular exercise routine Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm like, listen, I, I hate running and walking. I was like, I need something fun to do. Um, right. I love Zumba. Right? Yes. You told me. The New York sports club had this amazing instructor. Um, and I miss it so much. Shout out to Marguerite street. I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but you're awesome. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, so for me, it started with, I need to get my license because, there's so much I want to do that I cannot do living in Westchester because I cannot afford to be cabinet and zooming it everywhere. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Afford it. Right. So getting my license was the first step. And you, you have been so encouraging to me and to some of our, our other stay at home mom friends who have not taken that step yet. <laughs> encouraging us to do it. You like saying, what are you waiting? Just do yeah, it. Do it. <laughs> so woohoo. Two years. I've had that. Yes. I'm so excited. Um, going to Zumba, having fun. And like, I used to love that class. They, they had the mm-hmm. childcare. I would put my kids in, this is all pre COVID. And I would go in there and swear I was in a Beyonce video, you know, mm-hmm. 
even though mm-hmm. I was in the back doing it wrong, I was doing it like, what? yeah. <laughs> so just having something fun. And I yes. think one of the things that my, um, my, um, my mental health counselor told me, she was like, you need a, a carved out dedicated time mm-hmm. like, that's just for you. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and you need to do it outside of the house. She's like, don't think you're going to yep. like, oh yeah, I'm going to be here. She's like, if you're there and the kids are there, you're not yep. going to take that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, luckily for us, we had Leon's, um, my husband's mother-in-law lived close by pre-COVID. She would come over once a week and just mm-hmm. hang out with the kids for a few hours after she got off work. And it was like, my husband would go out and do his thing. I would go out and do my thing. Even if I just went to the movies by myself or if I got my nails done or whatever, it was just yes. And I know now, ever since COVID happened and we didn't feel, you know, safe with her, you know, she's not a senior, but she's still older, you right. know, and right. my kids are still in school. So she has not had any like direct contact with our house um, mm-hmm. since COVID, unfortunately. So my husband and I, we just started alternating. He was like, mm-hmm. all right, you take Tuesday, I take Thursday. I'll hold it down one night. You hold it down one night. And just still giving each other a break yes. from the parenting. Yes, um, yes. And that has been so incredibly helpful. Um, and then I think other than that, just find like this podcast has been so life-giving for me mm-hmm. because I needed something that was just mine, something that I felt like I could create and see an outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, because parenting mm-hmm. is very slow. Parenting is like evolution. You know, it <laughs> takes, you know, it's like, all right, maybe the, not that slow. That's one of the best analogies <laughs> that I've heard. I'm going to use it, Sam. I'm putting on a t-shirt. You tell them, it's not like, oh, I've taught you this once. You're good. No, it's every day, all day. It is constant repetition. Yes. It's like, okay, maybe in a couple of years, you're going to learn not to do this, or you're going to yes. learn to do this, you know? And sometimes it's like, you don't see those gains anytime soon Mm -hmm. and it's like for me I'm like I'm the type of person where I I need to feel like I'm producing something I need to feel like I'm checking something off right or like you know and that was like man what I wouldn't do for a spreadsheet some days I'm like you know like you just miss it like oh I've done this um and so having this podcast was like really great because I feel like oh I'm producing something again like Mm -hmm. this is something that I can put my mind to and see it come to life in it's right. relatively short-term, you know, um, yeah. you know, we spend an hour doing a podcast, it's there, you know? Right. Exactly. Um, and it's not that kind of long-term thing like parenting, which is beautiful, but you know, it's like, you don't see it right away. I'm just like, I know that I'm not parenting for the child that I have. I'm parenting for who they'll be when they're 25, you know? Right. So until they're 25, I I need something sooner. So (laughs) I think you don't get the instant gratification. You're like, right. And it's like, you have to have all the patience in the world. Yeah. You know, when when it's one that the characteristics or um, that I've gotten Mm -hmm. right or developed being a a parent is is that patience because like you said we come from a world where results and and you go to work and you work hard and you check you know you get that project yeah. done you get this done and you don't even think about it and I think you and I we're box checkers yeah accomplish done on to the next task accomplish done on to the next task mm-hmm. and with kids it's like no 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 
this is gonna take about three, four, five months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just just know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I I a hundred percent agree with you. Like you need to find, and I think you touched on it appropriately. You have to find an outlet. Yeah. As a stay-at-home mom, you have to find something that you can um, let your creativity out, you know, in some shape, way, or form. It's not that you, it's, it's, I don't think you understand emotionally how much you give Mm -hmm. to your kid um, and you need to fill your cup up somehow and you have to find a way to do so and I I appreciate you mentioning how you and your husband partnered with it Mm -hmm. where you were able to say okay you do Tuesdays I'll do Thursdays we go do our separate thing right because I think a lot of times you may think oh well I'm not spending any time together Mm -hmm. and I think that's important too yeah but I think that when you're a parent, that's separate where you get to go do something for you is yes. just as important because it makes you, it, it fills you up and then you could come back and then you'd be like, okay, so when the kids go to sleep mm-hmm. during the era of COVID, since we can't really go out and have anyone watch our kids, when the kids are in bed, maybe we'll have a glass of wine or maybe we'll go watch a half hour or something before we right. pass out. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. But, but I think it's, it's super important that, that parents, uh, husbands and wives recognize and ask for that time yes. to be like, babe, I need time to go do something for me. And it'd be okay. I understand yeah. because I think there could be like, ah, oh, well, you know, really you need some time or, or, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm working all day and everything. No, 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 no. You have to understand for our mental health and our emotional stability, even though we're with, we're with the kids 24 seven, you need to give us some time and we yeah. have to have the ability to ask for that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think one thing we learned is to not compare each other, right? Mm-hmm. Cause there's this tendency to, for some couples to be like, who's working harder or who's doing more to feel like you need to kind of like justify time for yourself. And mm-hmm. the reality is I think in 99% of marriages, you guys are both working hard. It's just mm-hmm. on different things, you know, mm-hmm. so you need time and he needs time. So, right. and then you need time together. So it's right. like, instead of just wasting your time arguing about who's more deserving, it's like, Correct. Well, let's just come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. I get what you need. I get what I need. You know what I mean? And we work together. Yeah. I don't know if you've experienced it or you had time because there was a, a period of time when I was like in that transition mode trying to figure out who I am that I had a bout of resentment. Like you get to go out oh, yeah. and you get to go do your job and work and, and, mm-hmm. and whatever. And I'm here. Right. right? Absolutely. And, Days could go by without me having a dull conversation with somebody. I'm talking to a four-year-old, a three-year-old, and it's yeah. like I don't get to be uh, a full adult and go do, you know, <laughs> like yeah. go out and don't even think about when I get up. Four, five, six, seven things I have to do before I can even think about walking out the door. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so there was this moment where I was sort of resentful, like, oh my god, you know, yeah. And so, you know, that's something that could develop too if you don't clearly communicate with your with your husband 
to be able to say, listen, I know you're working hard. I know you go out. I know you're providing. I know I'm staying at home, but I still do need this time. Yes. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And we've had those moments. Um, I've definitely felt that way and had those conversations. And it was really eye opening me for me to just remember that my husband wishes he could be home sometimes, you know, right. yeah, there was certain seasons where he was like working overtime. So it was like, he would leave before the kids would get up and he was back right when they got to go to bed, you know? And he's like, I wish I could be home in the evening. I wish I could spend more time with the kids, you know? And even he's working from home now because of COVID. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, he's, talking about, he's like, I'm so grateful that in the mornings I could have that time or after work and, right. you know, et cetera. And so I think even that realizing that I was resentful because he was out, not realizing that it was costing him something to be out. To be out and right. not be there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's why I think like you have to have those honest conversations because especially when you have a child together, because there's so much stuff that we can sort of let um, simmer Mm -hmm. and not speak about. Yeah. And I think it could be to the detriment of your relationship. And so, you know, it's a new, um, it's a new journey having kids involved. And so I think with anything we're learning as we're going, I'm learning about being a mom and and, and what that all entails and and everything. You're learning about being a dad and and how are we going to do this together? But if we're not honest with each other about all the emotional ups and downs that we're going through, you you don't get to evolve and be the best versions of yourself. So I think the the one thing that I appreciate is not only to the ability to be honest and, and have that safe space, but to have a partner who's who might say, I don't get it right now, but let me hang on to it. Right. Get back to you. Or just go, I don't understand, but you telling me you need something. All right. You good. Yeah. You can have it. Yeah. You can have it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think with those honest conversations, I think is learning how to like own like just own your own feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think there's a difference between saying like, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm mm-hmm. feeling burnt out and I need some space to a difference between saying like, you're never here, right. you're not available. You need to give me this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think then it, it puts your partner on the defense and they're not hearing what's really going on for you, you know? So right. being able to communicate in eyes, like I'm feeling this way and I mm-hmm. need this as opposed to you, you know, like what you're not doing or what you need to do, I think is a game changer in terms of your communication, you know, like yeah. Yeah. This is my experience and this is what I need um, as opposed to like, this is what you're not doing. Um, right. I've been tempted. And even if you feel like, well, it's true, it's right. It may be true. It may be right, but it's not helpful and it's not effective. Um you know, so it's as much, you know, everything will go a lot smoother if you just own your own experience and and advocate for what you need. Right. And just being vulnerable in that moment. I think sometimes, you know, us being open and being, having that vulnerability and saying, I I feel overwhelmed right now. Yeah. And what I need from you is just an hour. I just got to go out for an hour. Um, and I'll be back. Don't worry about it. But yeah. just hold the kids down for an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think 
you know, being able to state to say that, right? And not assume that the person should know. Right. Oh man. Well, you should know. Guilty. Yes. <laughs> Assumption is a heck of a thing. Yeah, yeah. You don't know. You don't see me around here doing da 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 da. Yeah. And it's like I see you. Yes, but I thought you were good with that. I know yeah. you need it. Well, you should know I need help. Well, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so it's that uh, you know, not just community, but just don't assume the other person know or should know or does know, and it's just ignoring it because that's what makes you upset. Yeah. I know you see me, yeah. <laughs> right? And then yeah. and you're not doing nothing. That makes you angry. But if you go, maybe they're not aware mm-hmm. because I'm operating so well. I come home, the house is clean. The kids look good. They've had a good day. I'm assuming mm-hmm. you, you're effective. That's an right. effective person. Yeah. Not knowing what it takes all day to, to have that, yeah. right? And then yeah. you're like, Oh, I didn't know you need a break. Oh, okay, and but you know what I mean. So yeah, sometimes absolutely. you just have to be able to, to um, you know, that communication part is really key. But ask for it. I would encourage any stay-at-home mom: don't be afraid to ask for that time for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Working moms too, because we all need. Yeah. It. Um, all Listen. Oh my God. Yeah. I I give it hats off because I did it for a little while the, mm-hmm. the the working and having a a kid and doing daycare and picking up and dropping off and yeah. and trying to hold it together so kudos to the to the moms that are doing it it is yeah. that isn't easy that isn't easy as well and then also coming home cooking taking care of everything please yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I'm like I don't know what we used to eat back then because I just felt like I would get home and that was it for me. <laughs> I know. How do we survive that? I don't even know. I don't. I don't listen. I I can't. I mean, I was dropping Gabby in up in um, Emsford and driving down a Wall Street. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it was like such a yeah. massive commute. I was I was spending so much time sitting up in traffic on the yeah. West Side Highway. <laughs> yeah, no, girl, I was commuting from practically Eastern Queens, like borderline Long Island, to Jersey City mm. every day. So are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. Dropping my son at the daycare, which is right next to the Long Island Railroad, hopping on that to 34th Street to get the PATH train. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, kudos and shout out to all of you working moms. We, um, we remember and we love and salute you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Otilia, this was another awesome conversation. Thank yes. you so much for sharing your insight and your wisdom and your experience. I greatly value and appreciate you. And you know, I'm going to have you back on. So- I feel like there's a part two in this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we, were, we got going and we got so much other stuff that we haven't even touched on yep well i'm i'm gonna look at the calendar and put you back on girl don't even (laughs) (laughs) but thank you so much for joining thank you welcome thank you to our audience for listening we hope that you found this conversation helpful stay tuned next time on embracing your virtue we're gonna have special bonus footage from otilia and i's conversation today where we go into more detail about our emotional journeys as wives and mothers We're going to talk about the use of scripture, the use of mental health 
professionals in our journeys and just navigating the ups and downs, highs and lows of motherhood and being a wife. So stay tuned for that. Don't miss it. Also in March, in honor of Women's History Month, we're going to profile women who are doing amazing things in their career. So you don't want to miss out for that. And we will see you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in to Embracing Your Virtue. Bye.